0: Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess.
1: Skiddly-doo is a little thirsty. We were doing some recalls before we started filming. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We're coming to you live from the upstairs of Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, with the beautiful Chrissy Cunningham, who's having a great day herself, luckily. And we brought Loki.
2: Little three-year-old Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> Don't
1: eat my microphone. He is he is the truth about terriers. That's what we're doing for this podcast today. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. Watch him. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's not even a joke. Okay, <laughs> put it away. All right, so that got him fired up. That's why I was letting him drink out of my studio cup when we started. Our quirky tip of the day today is no matter what business you're in, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you do day in, day out as your profession, if you are in a business... Think about thanking your customers and think about gratitude. And this popped up this week because Amazon, I ordered this cute little hose thing. They sent me a thank you because a lot of these Amazon people, like the Etsy people now, they're more like individual businesses, right? It's not just all coming from corporations. And it was a thank you for the hose and it had some specs on the back. And I thought that was so sweet. And it reminded us, or it reminded me, and that's how this came to be with our business, is when Scott and I bought our home in Amesbury, probably what, seven years ago now? Yeah. We, we had a lot of contractors come, probably like a dozen, like a lot of people, and you know plumbers, this, this, this. We had a lot of things to work through. Our house was built in 1900. One company was a tree service, and they sent us a thank you letter, and it was Urban Tree in Rochester, New Hampshire. And Scott said we should really do that with our business, and we do. So every time we we have an in-person client, they get a card sent to them after they've made a sale. And inside the card, it says, thank you for your business. Please feel free to think of us, if anyone you know, who could also benefit from our dog training services. And I put a little note, our podcast is on the back and there's business cards inside. So gratitude in business is important, my friends.
2: I just wanted to add, we were sending out thank yous long before we bought that house too. When we were in Tewksbury, we were using that card card service to send out thank you. Yeah, too. I
1: would send I would send more um we use send out cards and that was just more to like let the owners know the dogs were doing well. We send videos and pictures and stuff, but it was just like a photo of their dog on the front of the card and just kind of an update on camp. Kind of like you'd get if your kids went away to camp. You know what I mean? It was just like, hey everything's going well here. So just be thoughtful of gratitude and business. So the the thumbnail of this podcast was our shorty. Why don't you talk about shorty?
2: Yeah so shorty was a Jag Terrier. That's a German Terrier. This one
1: is from Argentina. He's a Jack Russell Terrier, but he reminds us very much of Shorty.
2: Yeah, the Jags are an unusual breed, or I should say kind of almost a rare breed. You don't see them in the States that often. Structurally, they're about the same size as Loki here, Uh, but they're really bred for hunting and exterminating. (laughs) And uh, they're not really good pets because they are always wanting to kill something. And we had them for a year and I honestly couldn't get his animal aggression under control. I, we raised him with other dogs. He was great. He played in the yard with dogs. And then as he matured, he just all of a sudden just wanted to kill everything. It didn't matter what size it was. Yeah. And it really became was, a hassle because he was a great dog yeah. otherwise. Well, we
1: we had gotten him too. We thought about maybe selling him. Scott was doing some bed bug stuff at the time. So we thought he'd be a good little bed bug dog to scoot around the house, right? He's not going to knock over furniture or anything. And he was great, and he was a lot of fun, but he was just a different level of dog for us. And it was pretty much when you got Jimmy as a puppy, which is going on nine year ten year, yeah, nine ten years ago now. And then he started getting aggressive with Scott's intact male Malinois, and we just decided like we can't do this, right? And we would bring him, and we'd l- like work bed bugs, and he'd fall out of drive with bed bugs because he'd smell a puppy that like had been if in the it room. There was
2: another animal living in the house. Yeah. He would flip out of his searching, and then all of a sudden go into this wanting to find out. Who- Where this other animal was, or what. But even with puppies, like we had him, we put a muzzle on him and had him around a three month old little puppy. And he just immediately started growling. And, yeah, no, it and doesn't,
1: it didn't care what it was. He just, he, it was in his genetics. So the Jag Terrier is a little more hardcore than the Jack Russell Terrier, but this little guy, he's a real dog. Like we're having fun with him and everything else, but like this is the most like working dog dog we've had in our house since we raised Verify because like he really has a lot to bring to the table and we love it. We're having a great time. But you see him with the pagan stuff. Like he's not a freaking joke. And ironically, the Jag Terrier, who's in the thumbnail, who we've been discussing, um, he was, really bad with his crates also, like terrible. He, was like, hard,
2: he became more difficult to contain. He, 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 he was he very reactive His separation in anxiety
1: was terrible. So, Chrissy, can you pull that photo up of the crates real quick? Like this is how extensive it got with the Terrier we owned. I mean
2: yeah, – So that's <laughs> a, that's just an inexpensive Walmart crate, yeah. and he chewed through that. I'm not kidding. That was like a day and a half.
1: Yeah, and I think that was more and maybe he was hearing you at training.
2: If he could hear other activity, yeah. he just decided – Once he learned he could rip a hole through a crate very quickly, then it was just a game for him. Yeah. And what happened was I bought a nice aluminum crate for him. That he couldn't get out of. But then I took him out one day and all his teeth were silver. (laughs) Because he was was chewing chewing on the the aluminum crate. Oh, my God.
1: And he would, like, he'd behaviorally potty, right? And I'm, this is funny. Shorty specifically is, like, kind of the origin of, like, Scott and Jess. And it's just funny because I'm all on my, like, positive. Like, it's the only way to go. Like, nobody knows what's happening. And Scott's all, like, you know, balance training is the only thing that works. So I'm, like, really, like, I do crate games with Shorty. I do all this stuff with Shorty. And it's working. Like, it's going well. But then when I got him quiet in the crate, and we did end up using tools to keep him quiet, it was not, (laughs) I'm not going to lie and say, oh yeah, he was just, he had a manners minder and he was quiet. So we get him finally quiet. He's not noisy in the crate. He would behaviorally potty when I rotated. Like every morning almost for a while. Like he he was just pissed. He couldn't make noise. He couldn't spin. So he literally would pee or poop in his crate while I was letting other dogs out.
2: And when Jess says using tools to keep him quiet... My first thought, and maybe other people that use tools to keep dogs quiet, would be to use a bark collar or an electric collar. That didn't work with him. That would just piss him off. What did work was we wound up putting a, a six-foot leash through the front door of the crate. And if Scott and, would And stand I would there, correct yeah. him if he made noise. And then we just, every morning before we let all the dogs out, put the leash on him, And when that leash was there, he was an angel. He would just sit quiet. But no,
1: he would still urinate or defecate himself sometimes. Like he wouldn't make noise, but he's like, all right. And like with that said, and that's probably a level that we normally don't go to on the podcast, the tether was on a flat collar. He was never left at home unsupervised with it. Like, but that was his setup for staying quiet, right? Like that was the way he did things. And ironically, those jag terriers are like bred to kill hogs, right?
2: They'll go do anything. But they're like, they
1: send like a whole like pack of them into the woods. And it's funny because he's all, where where do pigs live? Not the woods. (laughs) Wherever you find the the pigs. Hog
2: hunting in the (laughs) South and all that. Yeah.
1: But like with this pig, with this guy, it was funny. We squeaked it. We were trying to get him going. And of course it's a toy and he has that, but it's just an ironic tie-in. So I was going
2: to say with regard to the Jag Terrier, and I suspect other hunting dogs that tend to be animal aggressive. When they're in a pack hunting another animal, they all get along great. No. They they have no problem with each other because they're it's all with, killing when together. they have nothing else to kill. Then yeah. they just like yeah. oh, screw and this you.
1: guy overall, his owner may be watching, and we love him. He's he's sweet. He is he's not a boy. the level of um shorty in the slightest bit. But this is literally like Groundhog Day for Scott and I because like we legit did this with shorty. So this dog is three. He's super sweet. He's um, lives in a family. He had some keep away stuff as far as like the recall and everything else. So we're pretty consistent about making sure that his recall is solid. And if he does slip out the door, he can come back. But overall, he's a really nice little guy.
2: He's very social. He's good with. He's been good with us. Good with people. Yeah he he did not have a recall, and he was an escape artist. That was their biggest fear. Is that when got, he gets out, he's like gone. Yeah. He's all over the neighborhood. And he's got
1: some more drive than. Like most dogs, right? Like when we're doing introductions with our dogs and stuff on the porch, he'll just pee on our porch just because he smells an animal. Like they, maybe not normal There's pet dog behavior. things, but yeah, he is intact. Behavior. Also, no, she, I mean, yeah, if no, you have he's to intact. That no, yet. he's yeah, he's intact and he's remaining intact. He was an import. Um, sometimes these guys, you know, the terriers in general, and I noticed this more with Shorty. When you're you're breeding a dog specifically for drive and for working. You're maybe focusing less on, you know, the eyes or the everything else, the structure and everything else. This guy isn't a problem, but sometimes they're put together a little differently than a lot of the dogs maybe you see running around the AKC ring. When we had Omer on the podcast, he trained Uggy from the artist. He was a Jack Russell. These Jack Russell's have, have a lot of drive, and that's why they're great little actors. They're very forward dogs. I mean, he's literally almost standing on the studio like counter here today. Like he's excited to be here and he's he's full of it. So they bring more push to the table. They bring Bring more drive to the table. If you are a terrier person, we love you for it. If you've been a long-time terrier person, we get it. It's awesome. We ironically were just at a Schitt's and Seminar... Um this past weekend with some friends of ours and some colleagues of ours who used to be big terrier people and they have a daughter who's like 7 and she said I'm not going to have them anymore I'm not going to breed them because it's just not safe to have a litter of these little things around the types of dogs she's breeding when her daughter's going to have her friends over and stuff so there's different things to consider but if you are a terrier person and you are understanding what we're saying we love terriers they're awesome dogs if you're considering a terrier Listen to this podcast, you guys, after break, especially, we're going to kind of unpack some more things that you need to consider when you own a terrier. And I know it seems like these are the special rules to own a tiny dog, and these are the special rules to own a working dog, and these are the special rules to own a terrier. That's true.
2: <laughs> well,
1: there, there, there are different things to consider when you own these different types of dogs.
2: When you have a working dog that has strong genetics to do the work that they were bred to do, you need to take that into consideration. Because if you're not going to be hunting with the dog, then how are we going to be channeling that drive and how are we going to keep this dog calm and um, actually allow him to have fun in a way that he enjoys and yet have that good control at the same time, Yeah, you completely.
1: Know? And like, think about him, if he's playing his runaway game, he is very well loved in New England and he has a great family. Think about if he's playing his little runaway game down on a farm in the South, no offense to anyone who lives down there, and he gets off the property, if he goes and impregnates four dogs down there, and then these dogs are having puppies and their rescues that are coming up here, you may have some of that genetic within the mix that's coming up. I mean, that's just a fact. He so,
2: would be a busy boy impregnating four, <laughs> he's four to, dogs one trip he's, off the farm. He's
1: ready to go. It depends how long he's gone, but these guys are survivors. They're not going to be out in the rain and the mud and think, oh, I'm so sad. Like the terriers survive. They're bred to be out in the woods for days at a time, like working. They are working animals.
2: Yeah, and when we brought we took Shorty, our little Jack oh, wow, Terrier, you. to a working dog seminar with uh, a gentleman from Belgium who is a very experienced, yeah. long time dog trainer. Bart, Bart
1: Bellen, if you know. And
2: when when I when we brought, I think did you bring him out? Yeah, I'm not I brought sure. him out. So just bring Shorty out to do some bite work, and uh, Bart starts laughing. He says, "If you own this breed, you will not have one other living thing on your property <laughs> and because you that's their job." You even said
1: that. You even said that, right?
2: Yeah, 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 my what uncle was, had
1: one. Yeah, and they like they removing had, animals. Right? No
2: problem with the yeah. And if you yeah, he had a uh, enclosure with like uh, we call it
0: chicken wire. Yeah, yeah,
1: like yeah, yeah. Then, yeah he the, he had, we like, call uh, it that too. Yeah, okay, Australian. Cool. Just <laughs> check in. Who knows? Could be turkey wire here. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, they had guinea Americans pigs. are sensitive. That's not politically <laughs> correct. <laughs> Sorry, nothing against the chicken. Guinea pigs and rabbits had being the operative word because the
2: terrier would w- so patient would wait for them to get close to the wire, and he literally pulled them. Yeah, like the wire, that's right.
1: not even like that. That was <laughs> that kind of scared me when she told me that story about yeah. her uncle. Is he in Australia? Yep. Yeah, they're hardcore over there. Yes. But literally, like, I mean, it's one thing. Yes, we need him to have a recall if he sees a rat or he sees a squirrel or God forbid rest in peace, my little squirt. But like he was, uh, l- Gigi was alive when he arrived at our home. Like we didn't just like throw him out in the yard with Gigi. And She would have l- kicked his ass. <laughs> I know, <the> poor thing. <laughs> he would have been afraid of all animals. But literally, you guys, like this is like true aggression. This isn't like, like they're bred to want to kill small things. So when Chrissy's telling this story, it's not that, oh yeah, he was so fast, he snagged every rabbit. No, 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 no. Like it was just a pet rabbit that was trying to sleep and then the terrier killed it through wire. So just... Be conscious of little things like that. All right, let's go to break super quick, and then when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this and talk about our cute little Loki. skiddly Does
0: your dog lack self-control? Are you looking for some answers? Would you like your dog to be calmer? Does your dog lack confidence? Canine mind shift. Enroll in a free course today. Simply go to caninemindshift.com. That's caninemindshift.com.
1: All right, we're back for some more Terrier fun. So Scott just mentioned, too, this is a good point. Part of the reason you wanted Shorty was from Penny, right?
2: Maybe, maybe, yeah. You didn't like that the
1: mouths were so big, I remember. Right,
2: when you're doing um, bed bug detection, you don't want a 70-pound dog Storming through somebody's house, <laughs> knocking fully lamps and, over, fully and drive. <laughs> yeah, doing all that kind of stuff. So these small dogs are great because you can pick them up, put them on someone's bed, or you know, put them down, put them behind a closet door, things like that. And he They're easy the, to move he around. The pig. So I, um, <laughs> so I uh, was looking on Craigslist. I, I had been in touch with some rescues and animal aids, looking for dogs to adopt, to train, and sell. And I was having a hard time with the rescues. They want the forever home. And I'm trying to explain this is going to be a working situation for the dog. They're going to get a lot of ac- activity and exercise. But it was difficult. I went on Craigslist, and there was a Jack Russell up for adoption. And the guy that I was doing it with, he went down picked up the dog, a little female. And she was just a working machine. She was a complete monster. And she, she got trained quick. She passed this certification for bed bugs. The guy worked the dog for four or five years. He sold her to someone else who became, that was his full-time job, was working with this little dog, Penny. Yeah. And, and for all I know, her. she's still out no, there. No, we
1: saw her. She came to Salisbury. Oh, I know.
2: But that was several years I ago. I know. But
1: like even that, because I, I had heard of Penny from the kids and from Scott. And you know, we, we put Sarge on bed bugs. We put Bam on bed bugs. Scott and I like to train. Like we freaking do stuff with our dogs. So um, <laughs> one time, I have to just say this as a side note. One time, we were working with Sarge, and he came in, and he alerted your pants, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're working, Sarge, and he walks in, and he literally is, like, alerting to Scott's pants. And we're like, what the heck is going on? And Scott texted me later. He goes, oh, there was a hole in my pocket. <laughs> the vial had fallen down. Scott,
2: yeah, I had a little tube of we bedbugs, used to feed bed bugs on the cuff our arms. And We're like
1: crazy people. So anyway, so... Um, Penny comes to Salisbury. I, I why why were they there? Just to see us?
2: Because he wanted to get another he wanted oh. to evaluate another dog. Yeah, for he him. wanted
1: to yeah, we wanted to he anyway, we met her, she's great, she was like nine, super drivey, still his best working dog, super nice dog, but she wasn't easy to live with either in no, Oxford with the kids and stuff. And the
2: problem comparing other dogs to her was that, you know, there's many dogs that can do bed bug detection and be working dogs, but She was working at such a high level. She just made all these other dogs look like crap, you know? (laughs) So he comes in with this other dog and it's like, well, you know, it's okay. We can get the dog working, but he's looking for another penny. And but but like,
1: she had, like, some aggression. Like, there was oh some yeah, other she, stuff. She yeah. bit uh, like the to, wife
2: in the face. You yeah. know, it was and like she's going like, 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 to kiss the dog. The dog grabs her nose. And you had the, the,
1: like, there was stuff with food or whatever. Did the kids have issues with her? I can't remember all the stuff. No,
2: stories. no. She was, just, uh, she was just intense. Yeah. Just like this guy is. If you He's treat lot him lot like sweeter. a pet dog, He's a
1: lot sweeter. Yeah, yeah. but
2: if you get him all worked up yeah. and then get in his face, I'm not, I would be sure that he would bite your nose. Yeah. It's just the nature of these dogs. They're not thinking. They're just getting into all that snap, snap, snap with the mouth.
1: And he also isn't harnessing a specific activity. Activity, right, I guess I heard that PETA's anti-barn hunt, so I guess we're not doing barn hunt, but happy ratters or whatever they do now.
2: I think nose um, work would be a great little thing for this but guy. To he be also doing.
1: is a great pet. Like he's listening oh, yeah. well. He has a great life. He's going to be there. They want to go on a trip, and they just want to make sure, like they weren't going to lose him. Like what if he ran away? Like oh my gosh! Like how are we going to get him back if he's on a trip? He hasn't been specifically um, bred, and he hasn't been specifically worked for the first three years of his life. So that's the difference. Is that Okay, that's good. So <laughs> the difference is that, like, when we had Shorty, when we had Penny, we were working these types of dogs, right? Like, we were pushing them, we were building the drive into bite work, into bed bugs, into everything else. This dog's just been hanging out and enjoying his life. But if you do start to channel something, he does kind of follow along that type yeah, of he path. He was
2: putting his drive into keep away. I'm going to take off. You're not going to catch me. They're
1: just putting their drive into any game they can, right? Like, they are just ready to rock. He's always ready to go. I mean, we love him dearly. Like, I, (laughs) I may cry when he goes... Noel if you're watching his return is on the way to come visit you in a few weeks. So, whatever, maybe I'll end up all welled up in tears. But literally like he's so much fun to have around cuz he's got a lot of character and a lot of drive, right? And he sleeps on like a very cushy bed at night. It, like once his food and water is removed, he's not destroying stuff. He's not trying to get out of his crate cuz he hears other animals, or bite work, or he's, we haven't put him in like a metal any, plate He doesn't have crate. any
2: of the problems that Shorty had, our, our
1: no, previous... Uh, no, but we also were using... Penny and Shorty were also being bred, they were being raised for a specific purpose. Let's just put that here. We just want him to be a well-balanced pet. But... As a pet, he's a lot of pet. Somebody just walked in. He's like, hey, you coming to play with my pig? This is great. Like, let's do it. Like, he's got a lot going on in his head. He's always ready for a party, right? He's a party boy. He's like a little frat boy. He wants to run around and find where the party's at. So that's important to always be conscientious of. Because when we own dogs, a lot of the times we're just like, oh, they just sleep for, you know, many hours a day or they just lay on the couch or, oh, they just need to eat and go for a walk. He needs more than to go for a walk. I'm just going to say that straight well, up. Well, I will
2: say also that he does settle very nicely. He can yeah, just he hang can out in, in the crate, crate and yeah. be quiet and
1: <laughs> he doesn't and be settle. Calm. He doesn't settle amazing on the bed. He No, will. because
2: that's what we're controlling Yeah, him.
1: he has a good bed exercise, but I would say it takes him, what, 20 minutes to lay yeah, down? Yeah, to lay down. Yeah. He's,
2: he's standing on the bed. He's looking around like, what can yeah. I get into? How like, long am I going to be here? Like,
1: can I have fun and do my own stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. But he does, yeah, in a crate. He's not anxious. I, I've really seen no anxiety out of him.
2: No. Like, he's no, really he's pretty good, stable. Thankfully. Um,
1: yeah, but, but they've done a good job. He's nicely bred, for sure. He was an import from someone's, um, a friend of his that, you know, sent him over. A lot of nice qualities in this dog. Like, we really like this dog. But if you own a dog like him, or if you really own a Terrier of any sort, and honestly, guys, if Terrier is in your breed's name, that means that they do have this kind of drive in them. This is part of the reason that the Yorkies are a little bit pushier sometimes and all of that stuff. Yeah. watch who you're going to for a vet. It doesn't mean that you need a new vet because you have a terrier, but make sure your vet is comfortable being like, hey, I want a Muslim. Hey, I'm going to hold him for this procedure. Hey, I'm going to do this. Because similar to like how we are at the vet with Scott's <coughs> working Malinois Cousteau, I would be more like that with him. It doesn't mean that he's going to be an ass to the text. But the last thing I want is this dog being... A he can have it back. I got him. The last thing I want is this dog... <laughs> you don't have to build the drive, Scotty. He's very good <laughs> Can't at building. Help it. Build, 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 build. The last thing I want is for this dog to be an ass to attack. And then they're like, oh, well, like, you, you got Yeah, like, no, like, yeah, he's going to be an ass to everything. This dog is a lot of dog, and the owner knows it, and the baby, it's going to be great. Scott and I were talking about this as far as families and terriers and everything else. If you are a family and you're considering a dog and you have multiple kids on the ground, We would not recommend you bring a terrier in as a dog. They have a lot of different breeds out there, a lot of everything else. If you have an established family with small children, that's one thing. He is going to be going back with an infant. They've already had him for three years. They did a program to make sure that, you know, he has good training and they can control him. So there's different considerations with that and families and terriers. And, of course, if you go to actually research Omar and look him up, he has two little girls. His two little girls were being raised when Uggie was raised – well, Omar is a professional dog trainer, and he trains movie dogs for the movie He trains dog actors for the movies. So just know what you're getting into is all I'm saying. Like, legitimately, we're talking about, like, a professional nearby that's not going to be having these anymore until her daughter maybe gets out of the house. And, like, all of us, we get tired at some point, right? Like, uh, Scott and I may not own mouths anymore. Like, sometimes you don't want to terrier anymore. We're not as young. We don't have as much time. We don't have as much everything. So there's never a hard no when it comes to kids and dogs. No, but I- if-
2: I'm still young, but I understand what you're saying. And <laughs> one thing good. I'll say about this, sexy this and sexy. dog, you know, this intact little, uh, working dog with a lot of fight in him, not the best dog to go to a dog park. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have friggin' problems at a dog park. And <laughs> That's he, your pal. Yeah. You he already good gets, boy. uh, good boy. <laughs> he has a hard time with other intact males. I would not, you know, this yeah. is just, these are just some of the downsides here. He's intact, uh, He's good. We have had him around several different dogs, and he's been good around females. He's good around dogs that males that are fixed. Careful. <laughs> but whenever we get him around a, a male that is not fixed, he all of a sudden decides, like, hey— you want to go at it? Uh, yeah. Let's freaking t- <laughs> go.
1: Find me the bitch, I'll fight you to the death for it. Yeah. But literally, like, these are things that, and of course, most Jack Russells in a pet home would be neutered. For him, we would prefer dogs that maybe you know have one leg going somewhere, some eye issues, or whatever else. We did the same thing with Shorty. We'd prefer them intact. Those hormones help them to grow, right? They help them to mature. Maybe that's part of the reason he's not anxious. Although, literally, dogs like this that are bred to run through the woods, they're not that freaking anxious. That's why when the anxiety kind of comes to the border collies, it's a little bit of a bummer because those dogs were bred to just run around for hours outside in Scotland. So if they can't even like live indoors in a crate, that's a bummer. But if it's a true working dog, I don't really see the anxiety. The the males have it a little bit. It depends on the dog. It depends on what they're being bred for. However, this dog needs extra. Okay. And if you own a terrier and you're struggling um, look for extra. I love Susan Garrett. I talk about her all the time. She started foundationally with Jack Russell's. Like she's done amazing in agility with Jack Russell's. Many people do amazing. You need to know what you're getting into. Meet the parents, talk to the breeder, and really flush this out because these dogs aren't a joke and we deal with a lot of dogs.
2: I would say the reason that he doesn't have the anxiety and some of these type of dogs don't is because they're not overthinkers, but they're vic- <laughs> they're, they're victims yeah. of their... Uh, uh, what do you call it? genetics? Yeah, you know what I mean. They're instinctive. They just they're, when their instincts uh, but overtake them, they just go. That's just drive, them, to, just me. That's right, just drive but, to me. But the re- like with him, if you, I took him for a walk through the woods the other day, and he's just like as soon as he catches a whiff of a mole, he's digging his yeah. nose into the dirt that's, and into the ground. But that's, that's
1: drive, not anxiety.
2: But it's an instinctual behavior exactly. of this particular dog. Yes,
1: that's manifesting itself. My, my Malinois is
2: not going to be trying to root out moles out of a dirt pile. He could care less. He no, wants. No, no. He wants to kill no, something but, bigger. But he
1: was also more of a performance breed line too. It yeah. doesn't matter. Regardless, it's not about all the different breeds and everything else. Terriers specifically. We are speaking from experience. We own Shorty. We no longer own Shorty. I truly hope that he did deer trailing in Maine and he had a nice life and he is happy in heaven. Scott right, raised... He's probably
2: still alive if he's... Oh, God. They, they can <laughs> we don't want him
1: back if you're listening. 18, 20 <laughs> um, years old, these dogs. Um, Scott raised Penny for bedbugs in his family house with his three young children. And that dog is still working. I saw the dog. She's great. She's maybe a little heavy, now, but she's great. This is experience. This dog is bringing those traits up for us. This is why we brought him. This isn't like, Oh, we're out a podcast. We don't know what to do. No, this is a very important time for you to realize the truth about terriers. They can be a lot of dogs. So know what you're getting yourself into. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, the only, um, Softer terrier that I have um, trained and, and been around are the border terriers. They seem yeah, to be. They're a little easier. They're to also work with.
1: they're also less popular, right? I mean, yeah. if you want to go through terriers: the Wheaton terrier, the Yorkshire terrier, the Jack Russell terrier, the Jag terrier. Like Bam was a Rat terrier. Terriers are not just like, oh yeah, it's a little dog. This is great. Like, no, terriers can have a lot of extra stuff to bring to the table. So just be conscientious of the decision you're making. I want everyone to be very intentional. We started 2022 with a podcast about if you have to rehome your dog or anything else, like we support you and we do, but also be intentional with the dog you're picking to bring into your home. Like it's very important. Whatever decision you make, genetics are going to matter. Genetics aren't the end all be all. There's training in every single dog from every single perspective. But what we're telling you about terriers, research it a little bit. Half the time we pull up like what AKC says about Wheaton terriers, and Scott and I are like, are, Well, yeah, are you are you freaking out of your mind? <laughs> what do you uh, mean? What are you talking about? All they do about? is put
2: emphasis like, on all the good what, stuff. And then what? they say, May need a little no, bit of work around children. And it's like oh yeah, or some ridiculous oh, yeah, thing.
1: Every Wheaton we've ever trained came in for Pretty severe freaking aggression, and we could have been nailed. Like some of our behavioral euthanasias that like we have fully supported, we've recommended years before, have been weaten. So just because you read it on the internet, I know this is like a news flash to everybody, but just because you read it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. So meet the parents, talk to the breeder talk to other people who own the breed and know what dog, you're getting into. Yes, and this dog like if we're going to be serious about it, if he was going to maim something, this thing should be in 100 pieces, right? Like th- this thing he's growling at me now. Oh. He wants it. If
2: the pig would fight back, it would be Yes, dead by that's now.
1: the thing. Is the pig he's killed it, so it's less fun. So he's yeah. not doing that. But if it, <laughs> it one was one thing was that people,
2: you know, breed uh, enthusiasts get concerned about is when uh, for example, that movie the artist came out or uh Kramer. Uh, remember that the TV show that oh, had, yeah, had every, Murphy uh, yeah, the little Frazier, dog Frasier, Frasier, not Kramer. Kramer. Oh. Yeah, I could I remember. But that, when when Fraser was out there was a big uh, push like everybody wanted to get a little Jack Russell because the dog you know, was acting so cool and everyone loved this little dog and it's attractive. Oh, I want to get one of those. They don't realize what it's like to own a dog like this, you know?
1: And honestly, even with that hype, like everybody's talking about how there's going to be a huge Malinois influx. Well, honestly, any Malinois breeder I like respect in the States, there's not going to be an influx to sell to the pet homes who want these dogs anyway. So it doesn't matter. So maybe there is an influx. Maybe there isn't I don't know. I don't know how these trends work. Half the time maybe the Jack Russell breeders wanted there to be an influx. I don't know. Like I don't I haven't seen the trends with so. the I, movies I, like that as much as people are. No talking breeder about.
2: wants a dog to get rehomed or sent back. Yeah. They want a nice home where the dog is gonna get worked and be well behaved and loved and cared for. Yeah. Not no, one where they call back in a year and say, Hey, take the dog back But know, know what you're getting into.
1: And also a good breeder is gonna exclude a lot of people from owning it yeah. too, right? Like it's similar to how Scott sells dog training, frankly. And It may sound crazy, especially to some of you new dog trainers out there. But we're disqualifying people way more so than we're qualifying people. So if it is a breeder of a Jack Russell Terrier and they're breeding like the real terrier types, they may say, we don't think this is the right home for you. And that doesn't mean that that breeder is a complete asshole. It just means that that breeder was truthful to you and was trying to help you. So just be conscientious of these little things. Even when Scott puts a little fight into the pig, things escalate a little bit. And he's right. If he he was actually able to probably kill it in front of us, then he would. And then when it's dead there be it's, no more it's fun. It's Yeah.
2: <laughs> <There> <laughs> Where's was, the next pig?
1: There was some um, article. I don't know. I heard it peripherally, so this is kind of gossip. But I guess in New Hampshire, like, they sent, like, two Jack Russells in somewhere, and they killed, like, 100 rats, like, in minutes. I mean, like, this is what they're bred to do. Functional, great dogs for the barn, but that can carry over to other things. So yeah. be conscious there of There are them.
2: plenty of videos online of uh, on YouTube I've been watching. All right they come up in my feed probably because it hears me talking, but
1: it's, it knows it's doing the algorithm of what else he watches. So there's um, what story is.
2: There some farmers that were, you know, pitchforking, turning over dirt in a cor- old cornfield, or, you know, and because it had a rat problem in the field and they just got a couple terriers there and they're digging. And then a, a rat pops up out of a hole and the terrier thrashes, it kills it. And he's onto the next one. Yeah. And that's the way they're clearing the field of all these rats. You functional.
1: Know? I love functional dogs. I miss functional dogs. If you're gonna own a functional dog, own it responsibly. I will say
2: about that. You know, I talked about the Malinois. Oh, the Malinois movie we just went to see. What was that called? Dog. Dog.
1: It's a hard one to remember. <laughs> it
2: was a pretty accurate depiction of a Malinois. <laughs> the dog is tearing apart the upholstery of the car. Mate. Total pain in the butt that dog, you know. And it, I don't think anybody would have watched that movie and said, "Hey, I want to get." A I know,
1: and like literally, the internet's blowing up like ah, this is the worst thing ever. Like, literally, Scott and I were like, oh, yeah, I think we're good with Cousteau. Like, honestly, my, my thought leaving the movie, and we saw it on Valentine's Day together, was... Thank God Cousteau isn't like this. Like, he'd be anxious well, he in the car, be, but he'd me. No, he he'd, yeah. he'd miss me. No, he could never have gone overseas and been a bomb dog. He's no, way too No, I mean tearing apart
2: the uh, car Yeah, and stuff. no, that exactly. Could, but like be, Cousteau, yeah.
1: I was like, oh, good. I'm glad I just muzzled him to do his nails. Like, okay, like I can like that. I don't want to own that dog. So if you see that and you want that for yourself, maybe that's a good self-reflection time. I'm not sure. But if you own a dog like this, you need to work it. And um, we love him. I don't know if we're going to give him back. If you're watching, we're keeping him.
2: I like this kind of tug drive because you can channel this into a lot of other things. You know, I, I was telling Jess before we went on, the owner just needs to carry a squeaky pig with him for recalls. <laughs> just call him, give a squeak. the tug No, will come his, in his for the recall's kill.
1: doing fine. He's doing great. Yeah. All right. We don't know what we're doing next week. Um, next week, we are going to do a live podcast, and then we are going to go visit Noel Naska. And I'm so freaking excited. Gonna we're going to go her see her before our third um, part of our series. Have a great week, guys. And in the meantime, keep it quirky. <laughs> <laughs>